Hey guys, welcome to TGIF Football, thank God's fantasy football, and today we're going to be talking about the buy lows and sell highs on the week. I mean, these guys either, you know, overproduced, underproduced, and this is your chance to either, you know, flip them for a bit, bit of a profit or go and get them when their value is probably the lowest it's going to be. So we'll start with these guys that underperformed. I mean, people aren't going to be selling Lamar Jackson, who finished at quarterback 20, Josh Allen 21. Justin Herbert, 26, or Aaron Rodgers, 34. But if they are, you know, if you've got an antsy manager that you can you know, get them at a discount, go and do it because those guys are all quarterback ones that all finished in the two and three, even four range, depending on how deep your league is. So don't be afraid to make a move for those guys. Derek Henry finished at RB29. He had 17 rushes for 58 yards, didn't score, um, even had a couple couple catches, which isn't really his thing. But nobody's moving Derrick Henry. He was a top five pick, so nobody's really moving him. But a top five pick that somebody might be willing to move is Ezekiel Elliott. People just might be getting impatient with him between this year, well, the start of the year and last year. I mean, he only had 11 rushes for 33 yards. Tony Pollard looked really good. But he was a bit of a shootout, right, with Tampa Bay on Thursday night. So he wasn't getting a ton of action. However, he looked really good in pass protection, so he was always on the field which makes me think that even though he finished at running back 45, he's going to get a lot more chances just because he's going to be on the field. When Pollard was on the field, I wasn't too impressed. So Ezekiel Elliott is somebody that if you can buy him low, do it. If it means you got to flip, you know, next year's first in a dynasty draft, do it. If it means you got to flip, you know, somebody you drafted in the fourth round to get somebody who was drafted top five overall, do it. Um, Ezekiel Elliott should be a really good trade target for you if you don't already have him. Another guy who finished, you know, Running back three, four, depending on which leagues you're in, is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. 14 rushes for 43 yards, only 3.1 yards an attempt. He had 29 receiving yards, three three catches there. I mean, running back 33 is probably his floor. He's going to be finishing, you know, top 10 probably all season just because of the offense he's in. So same thing here. I mean, the Chiefs were chasing all game against the Cleveland Browns. Which means that like there wasn't a lot of rushing opportunities for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Sure, there was a ton at the beginning of the game, but towards the end, they were chasing Cleveland and Baker Mayfield. So there's going to be a lot more positive game scripts for Clyde Edwards-Alaire, which means he's going to get you know 15, 16, 17, 20 rushing opportunities, and even at 3.1 yards a clip, that's 60 yards. He's going to find the end zone. Patrick Mahomes vultured one from him, so if he finished you know with 7.2 fantasy points without the score, you add up 10 yards, you know, add another six points for the score. Now he's at four. 14 points and now you're laughing so if you can get that value you know trade a second round pick or a couple seconds or next year's first do what you got to do to get Clyde Edwards a layer here he's going to be huge especially towards that run up toward toward the fantasy playoffs Mike Davis finished at running back 32 he had 15 rushing attempts 49 yards so 3.3 yards an attempt didn't score had some work in the air um, but he was playing against Philadelphia he can be doing better than this I think it was kind of an attest to you know New offense, new offensive coordinator, Art Smith doing his thing. He was trying to do kind of like what he was doing with Derrick Henry in Tennessee. Mike Davis is going to get a lot more opportunities, and you can be buying him low right now. James Robinson, same thing, man. I mean, he lost a lot of touches to Carlos Hyde, which won't be happening for a long, like for the longest time, I promise you. It might be another couple weeks of this, but James Robinson is going to come out the running back one for Jacksonville, which proved to be for 1,400 yards and 10 touchdowns last season. And that was without, you know, Trevor Lawrence. That was with Gardner Minshew. So 
if you can get James Robinson for cheap right now, do it. If you have James Robinson, hold him. Nobody's going to give you fair value for him. I'm one of those guys that drafted James Robinson a ton in my leagues, and I'm waiting for his value to pan out. So unfortunately, I took a couple L's this week, but I know that a couple weeks from now, when we finally shelf Carlos Hyde, James Robinson is going to be running away with this job, literally. Another wide receiver who just didn't do his thing, but people probably aren't moving him, but if somebody's getting panicky, get him. It's Stephon Diggs at wide receiver 29. He had 13 targets. Obviously, Josh Allen likes to sling the rock. I think he threw it like 51 times last game. 69 yards here for 7.7 yards of reception. No score. Make an offer for him because he might be somebody that somebody's panicking because, you know, two years ago, Stephon Diggs wasn't the second, third round pick that he was this year. So somebody while drafting him may have thought, hmm, am I stretching here? You know, am I I reaching a little bit for Stephon Diggs? And after this outing, you might be able to get, get his value. Just like James Robinson, DJ Chark is tied to an explosive offense with a crappy defense. Now, of course, teams aren't going to be, you know, moving away from Devontae Adams, who obviously was tied to Aaron Rodgers. The entire team, including the defense, had a terrible game last week. Nobody's moving Devontae Adams, but people will be moving DJ Chark, who finished at wide receiver 24. The reason I really love DJ Chark is obviously he's got the Jets. He's moving like crazy. He ran something like a 4-3-1 40 time. It might have even been quicker than that. I I forget right now, but I remember I was blown away by his combine. Looks a lot like AJ Green, but quicker. Um, And he had 12 targets for 86 yards and, and a touchdown. He only caught three of those balls. Him and Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is obviously looking for him. Him and Trevor Lawrence are going to be forming chemistry. A couple weeks from now, they're going to be laughing. That defense is not getting any better. They got blown out by the Texans, which nobody really saw coming. Nobody should be getting blown out by the Texans. So if you can get the wide receiver one getting the ball from Trevor Lawrence with a crappy defense, make a play. Go get DJ Chark. He won't be this cheap forever. If he only scored 46 yards, you'd be able to get him for nothing. Um, But he's got those jets, right? So he caught that big, long ball, got 86 yards, which will inflate his value a little bit. But go get DJ Chark while he's still on the cheap. Last wide receiver here on my list is Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay had four catches for uh, for 64 yards on six targets. He finished at wide receiver 55. And wide receiver 55 is where we're going to get that value here. Because when you think about it, he caught 64 yards. Four receptions, six targets. He didn't know the offense. He was hurt all offseason, and he was playing against Denver. So 64 yards isn't anything to slouch about. If he would have caught a touchdown, he'd have been laughing here. But the fact that 64 yards equates to wide receiver 55, this is your chance to exploit this value. And a tight end that I really think that we should be targeting here is Jared Cook. Jared Cook is tied to Justin Herbert, who loves to sling the rock. They're playing against Washington very tough matchup and he still had eight targets he ran something like 67 percent of the routes when he was out on the field um wasn't doing a ton of blocking donald parham who's six foot eight was doing more of the blocking which makes sense um both of them are big strong dudes but parham is just a monster he had eight targets versus washington and this week it's going to be a different show i mean he had just as many targets as pitts who nobody is moving kyle pitts right now because you know rookie phenom and Pitts had eight targets against Philly, who I don't expect to have you know, a, a top-tier defense like the way that they made Atlanta look. So go get Jared Cook. He should be cheap. You know, He may even be free in a couple, couple of your leagues here. Now let's start with the running backs for guys that I want to sell. These are the sell-high guys, the guys that overperform. There weren't too many quarterbacks on this list that you would be able to get a lot of value for just because so many of the top-tier quarterbacks didn't have great weeks. So guys are going to be holding those guys and, you know, not buying, you know, the Jared Goffs. 
So Jamal Williams finished at running back four. He had a ton of targets. He had nine targets, eight receptions. You can't expect that from him every week. I do expect, you know, the rushing load to be probably about 40, 60, 40% for Jamal Williams, 60% for DeAndre Swift, um, which is what it panned out to be, actually. However, that was a lot of targets. Jared Goff isn't going to be throwing the ball 57 times a game, um, especially not 17 times to his running backs. Actually, I think it was 20 times to his running backs, which is even worse. Um, he had 54 yards on the ground, 56 yards through the air. Um, touchdown. Jamal Williams won't be performing like this. He's one of these guys that I really, really, really liked going into the season. However, I can't, I can't get him at this price. So if you have Jamal Williams finishing at RB4, I 100% suggest selling him. Um, somebody will pay you for him and make sure you run away with the bag. Finishing at RB5 is DeAndre Swift. And why I'm suggesting selling him is because obviously Dan Campbell really likes Jamal Williams. He came in, they brought him in from Green Bay. Um, he's getting paid. So that's, you know, one incentive here. However, Jamal, or DeAndre Swift had 11 targets. He didn't look too great on the ground either. He only had 3.5 yards in attempt. But with those 11 targets, they equated to eight receptions for 65 yards and a score. Move DeAndre Swift for top 12 RB and something else. You know, like he's probably at the end of the season, I have him at about RB 12, RB 15. Um, so if you can get RB 5 value for him this week, please go and do it. Because Jamal Williams is going to be chomping in there. They drafted Jamar Jefferson, who I really like too. Um, move DeAndre Swift, get something for him. You know, get a, get a couple starters in return. But if you can if you can upgrade from DeAndre Swift, please do it. Another guy, Melvin Gordon. He had 11 rushes for 101 yards. He finished at RB6. He had that huge tear. It was like a 72-yard touchdown. And it actually equated to him being the fastest player with the ball in his hands in all of week one, which we didn't really see coming. He's not known for his speed. He's known for running guys over. Um, however, he's going to have Javante Williams on his back the entire season. It already started. Javante Williams actually outcarried him. Um, but we're going to get Melvin Gordon here, um, sell him high if you can, because towards that back half of the season, he's looking at, you know, RB 20, RB 24. So if you can get RB six, RB 12 value for a Melvin Gordon, do it now. Um, look after yourself towards that fantasy football run. Melvin Gordon probably helped you win this week. So if you can get somebody that'll help you win weeks, 10, 11, 12, go up, go ahead and set yourself up for, for promise here. Another guy we got to think about moving here is RB nine Tyson Williams. He was out carried by Latavius Murray. We've got Le'Veon Bell coming in. We've got Devontae Foreman coming up. Devontae Freeman as well. I mean, he was out carried by those guys. Greg Roman just put out a tweet saying that like the lone back system in Baltimore and basically the NFL is all but over. Tyson Williams isn't going to be breaking the new trend. So move Tyson Williams before you know he loses even more reps. He did look more explosive than Latavius Murray. We have to give him that. But Latavius Murray doesn't know the offense. He'd been there. He just had a cup of coffee in Baltimore. He... He's probably still renting out of a, he's probably still living in a hotel for all we know. But Tyson Williams, you'll be able to move him this week. Nine rushes, 65 yards and a touchdown. Had 29 yards through the air too. So move Tyson Williams while people are still willing to pay for him. Get RB2 value for him before he turns into an RB3. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs ruined my fantasy week on Monday Night Football. So I'm selling him now. Um, obviously, I was playing against Josh Jacobs, who didn't look phenomenal. He had 10 rushes for 34 yards, but he punched in two scores. Kenyon Drake is on his back. He was Mr. Efficiency and not efficiency with yards, but just like where it mattered, right? Right across the end zone. So move Josh Jacobs. Somebody will pay for him. He finished at RB12. If you can get RB12 value for Josh Jacobs, please do it. Um, I have him finishing around RB20. So 
move Josh Jacobs, and not just because out of spite, because I'm not a big Josh Jacobs fan right now. I am a big carry on Drake guy though. So if you get if you can get Kenyon Drake, please do it. Debo Samuel, wide receiver three, 12 targets. Brendan Ayuk goose egged. So that right there, let's pretend that Jimmy Garoppolo throws the exact same amount of passes. Let's split them up. So now he's got six targets for Ayuk, six targets for Debo. So that right there is cutting into his production. He did have 189 receiving yards and a touchdown, which is insane. Incredible game for Debo Samuel. He's an incredible athlete. However, no Brennan Ayuk. Sure, Trent Sherfield jumped in there too, so we can probably steal in a couple targets from him. But we have to remember that Debo is just a fantastic gadget guy. I hate to admit it, but his A dot last year was something like five yards per carry or five yards per reception. So we got to assume that A dot average depth of target is going to equate to how far the ball is being thrown and how far Debo can run with his legs. So he's not going to average 21 yards per reception, especially with Jimmy Garoppolo. And in the coming weeks when Trey Lance kind of takes over and becomes more, even more of a rushing, rushing attack, I don't see Debo Samuel having these kind of games. So if you can move him, now is your week to move him. Same thing with Adam Thielen, who finished at wide receiver four. He had 10 targets, two scores. Justin Jefferson looked incredible. I think he had nine targets. He even threw a reception. You know, um, Justin Jefferson, this is his squad, but the fact that Adam Thielen got 10 10 targets, scored twice, um, even KJ Osborne had like, you know, who nobody really heard of until halfway through the Minnesota game this week, had nine targets. So move Adam Thielen while you can. Adam Thielen, I think, is going to finish as a back-end wide receiver too. I think that he's still got great value. However, wide receiver four value, upgrade him, do what you got to do. Maybe you can move him for Justin Jefferson, which I would do in a heartbeat. Corey Davis here, he finished at wide receiver five. He had 97 yards. Now, I don't debate the yards. I think the yards are going to be there for Corey Davis just because Zach Wilson seems to have loved him ever since the preseason. But I do debate the two touchdowns that he scored. I'm not sure Zach Wilson throws for two touchdowns every week, and I'm definitely not sure that they go to Corey Davis. So if you can be moving Corey Davis, who finished at wide receiver five, or Christian Kirk or Mike Williams, um, those are all guys that you need to be moving. Uh, Sterling Shepard, I like Sterling Shepard. I really think he's kind of like... I think he's going to be the wide receiver one in New York. However, I do really like Galladay's price tag right now at wide receiver 55. And let's be honest, nobody here was starting Zach Pascal. We're all a little smarter than that. Obviously, there's going to be some fantasy football anomalies, especially at the wide receiver position. But again, Pascal caught two touchdowns. So that's going to bump his score up, right? And the tight end that I'm looking to sell is Rob Gronkowski, who finished at tight end one. He had eight receptions for two touchdowns. Again, this two touchdowns blows everything out of proportion. In fact, he basically stole a touchdown out of Chris Godwin's, Godwin's hands, which might have been a great idea because Godwin fumbled in the end zone. So, But he, he honestly, like Tom Brady was staring down Chris Godwin, and there was Rob Gronkowski. He honestly just like snatched it out of his hands. Not every game with, with Tampa Bay is going to be a shootout. In fact, I predict project a lot of games to not be shootouts you know at all I don't see a lot of teams scoring more than 30 points or 25 points against the Bucs because they've got such a great defense Dallas just has an incredible offense so is he gonna get eight receptions every week god no is OJ Howard gonna be play a bigger role absolutely so we need to sell Rob Gronkowski with his eight receptions and two touchdowns for 90 yards get rid of Rob Gronkowski but get value for him so thank you so much guys these were our buy lows sell highs Um, Please like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at TGIF Football and follow the podcast at TGIF Football um, wherever you guys get your podcasts. So thank you so much.